Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Welcome back to the Defiant Spirit. I am excited to get going with you in this conversation to move forward. That's going to be our topic today, moving forward and never moving on. First of all, I apologize for the uh, for those of you watching. Um, my wife wanted me to make sure I apologize to you for having to bear witness to my uh, facial hairless face. She wants me to grow it back. Ah, man, it's not easy, but uh, I may have to just give in to her. I prefer not having it. Okay, enough about my grooming habits. So, um, moving forward, never moving on. I just wrote a blog about this, and it is all about moving forward after darkness descends upon our lives. Now, for me and for so many of us who care about Israel, it has revolved around what's happened in Israel, what continues to go on in Israel, the hostages that are still unaccounted for, um, haven't been returned, the, the human carnage that's mounting, and all the, the, the feet of Hamas. But I, I'm tired of, you know, talking politics. I'm tired of talking about this issue. I want to, I listen to it on the news, I want to keep talking about it, but I also owe it to you, I owe it to my clients, I owe it to my family, I owe it to myself to move forward. And that's what I want to talk about because I I counsel people all day, every day. I'm a coach, I'm a counselor, I'm a therapist, I'm a guide to move through darkness. That's my shtick. That's why I'm here. That's what I do. There's all kinds of darkness. There, there's not a darkness. There's, I call them the dark D's of death, of destruction, despair, of um, of disease, of all kinds of things that don't start with D. Darkness comes in a myriad of forms. And when it comes, it brings us to our knees, if it's true darkness, if it's true despair and destruction. And again, it can come vis-a-vis personal darkness. It can come through this collective darkness that so many of us are experiencing. We need to move forward. I need to move forward. I feel conflicted saying it. But hear me out before you get, you know, pissy, pissy with me, and I understand why you would. If what you're hearing is what so many people have been told, I've been told this, after the death of a loved one. Uh, somebody told me to move on after the death of my father, and this was maybe six months into it or something, and I was a rabbi back in the day. A uh, congregate said, you need to move on. And I think I said, fuck you. Um, I'm an Enneagram 8. It's kind of our currency that we deal in is a trash mouth. But I may have softened it a bit, but not much. Certainly didn't soften my conviction. I even think I got up and put it in a sermon afterwards because you don't tell somebody to move on. You never tell somebody to move on. What you are telling them is get over it, is forget about it, is put it behind you. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying now in regards to what 
has gone on in Israel with Hamas's atrocities or what continues to go on as they still have our babies and our people. Um, I'm not telling Israelis, I'm not telling Jews, I'm not telling the world to get over it. I'm not telling them to move on. What I'm telling them, what I'm telling myself, I'm not talking to any of you really, I wouldn't tell you what to do. I'm telling myself, move forward, right? Now, what's the difference? doesn't sound like much of a distinction. It's a tremendous distinction. It's, it's everything is in this nuance of these terms. Move on means everything I said, leave it behind you, get on with your life. No, move forward implies to take this darkness and as my teacher and mentor Viktor Frankl says, transform tragedy into triumph. Do something with it. Because what Hamas wants is for Israelis, is for Jews, is for Americans, is for Westerners, is for peace-loving people everywhere to get stuck in the darkness, to be paralyzed in the darkness, to live in terror. Any of you out there listening to this, probably not listening to this if you're listening to my podcast, there is nothing wrong with a pro-Palestinian um, rally. I'm pro-Palestinian. I'm anti-Hamas. If you are pro-Hamas, if you're having pro-Hamas rallies, you're supporting a terror network. You're supporting a terrorist organization by everybody's standards, everybody with a mind and a soul. Terror stands for one thing and one thing alone. Terror. That's what it does. That's why they exist. It's truth in advertising. That's why the Hamas charter is to terrorize and to annihilate Jews, period. You, you know, lots of more fancy, though not all that complicated language around it, but to terrorize and to murder. That's it. So if we allow them to do their work, then we're going to not only be dead, we're going to, those of us who aren't dead, are going to live in terror. And they win a second victory. They win the true victory. When I lived in Israel, I've lived there three different times. When I lived there my first time, I think it was, every time I've lived there, there's been terrorist events. There were bus bombings, one go around. There were um, pizza parlors and Hebrew University was bombed another time I was living there, stabbings another time I was living there, missiles many times I was living there. The bottom line is the mission and the message of Israelis is to move forward, never move on. So within 24 hours, I was living next door to a Sbarro Pizza down, for those of you know, in Jerusalem, Western Jerusalem. Um, Sbarro Pizza was blown up. People, civilians were dead. And within 24 hours, 48 hours, the windows were boarded up, but the pizza joint was open again. And it wasn't that people weren't afraid. We were afraid. It was they must not win. We must move forward. Now, that's incredibly fast. I would never say that to somebody who's gone through terror or gone through the death of a loved one, which is its own kind of darkness. But what I do say to them, when the time is right, when they're able to hear it, after they're, you know, moved out of survival mode is maybe it's time to move forward. So again, what's the difference? Because moving forward implies you take it with you. You carry the darkness forward. It means you don't stop. It means you don't live in darkness. Dr. Edith Eager, Holocaust survivor, student of Viktor Frankl, amazing woman in her own right, great books, The Gift and the Choice, says... The difference between being a victim and being a survivor is a victim says, why me? And we all say, why me? When the darkness descends, disease, divorce, depression, 
terror, all kinds of things in our lives. Whenever the darkness descends, we are all victimized. That's not a choice. What Edith Eager says is, in that moment, you are victimized. Circumstances beyond your control descended upon your life. And when that happens, you're victimized. However, and you go into survival mode, and we must survive. That is the starting point. What they've been doing in the past few weeks in Israel is gathering them, themselves together. What, what somebody does after the death of a loved one, according to Shiva, um, the Jewish laws, is for seven days, you just gather your, yourself together. You, you get your wits. You get your bearings. You, and then you move forward. Um, what Edith Eager says is you move from why me and all these necessary but unanswerable questions to a survivor. Now what? Now what do I do? Now what is in my control? And what is in my control is not to stay put in the victimhood, the hood where we're victims, the neighborhood where we take up residence there, where we're powerless and where we're hopeless and where we have no agency and we get moving. We move forward into the unknown, not knowing how we're going to move forward, not knowing where we're going, just knowing that to stay put and to give up and to go into hopelessness and to live in fear is to give them a second victory, is to give death of the final say, is to give disease control over our lives, our work, whatever we're facing, whoever we are, wherever we are, is to feel it, is to move through it, is to move into the unknown, and to ultimately carry it forward. And all, again, all the difference lies in the words move forward and moving on. Moving on means it's behind me and I leave it back there. Moving forward means I'm into the unknown. I'm going to take it with me and I'm going to find some way, some how transform, as my teacher says, transform tragedy into triumph. That's our duty as Israelis, as Americans, as Jews, as human beings, to transform tragedy into triumph. I've been grappling with this. I'm just sharing it, putting it out there for the past three and a half weeks. I have been unable to move forward because I have really felt like it's a moving on. I have wanted to talk about it. I've wanted to write about it. I done podcasts and videos and most of the things I've written about and talked about I've scrapped because I am trying to find a balance between um, dealing with the darkness being honest about the darkness and giving the darkness too much of my power giving it too much of my attention and my focus and I have I've slipped across that line as so many people have right too much news as they say, there's no news in the news, right? It's it's just repetitive. And so now I limit the amount of what I'm listening to and getting back to the things that fill me up. And that's my message today. That's the work today. To move forward isn't about betraying what's going on, right? With my brothers and sisters right now in, in Israel, um, it's not betraying them by moving forward. It's actually serving them. I don't serve them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Pause. I don't serve them by becoming depleted. My son, I see this right now on the University of Boulder campus. He is literally running around, making it his almost single-handed cause to put up um, signs of hostage victims while he's battling the haters who take those signs down of babies. All it says on the signs is bring our babies home. Um, <clears throat> he's running ragged. And our conversation was, son, this is a marathon. 
This is not a sprint, and you do not serve um, Israel. And I think he's grappling with the fact that he's 21, he's Israeli, and he's not serving in the IDF. It's not his way right now. It's not his place. But he wants to serve, and so he's trying to make up for it. And what I said to him is, if you want to serve, keep going, keep doing it, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. Take care of yourself. Get rest, right? Find ways to detox. Find ways to, to get the darkness out. Nobody can live in survival mode perennially. Nobody can sustain this level of darkness. When you listen to the atrocities and you've heard them once, we all need to bear witness to them. We do. Like, you don't want to hear them too bad. We need to bear witness to evil. That's the only way to defeat it is if you can face it and embrace it to move through it because the deniers and the denial is its own kind of evil. But don't keep listening to it. And once you've heard it and you check the box, now transform tragedy into triumph. Do something with it. Do something constructive. And it doesn't even mean you got to get involved directly in the fight. You are defying darkness. When you say, hey, I'm going to go volunteer my time and work with kids at the local YMCA as an act of defiance, as an act of defying darkness, because everything in me says, huddle up around the television and fill up on the darkness. How do you defy Hamas? By going and finding children to give back to. Does that bring back kids from Gaza or save kids from being um, used as human shields in the Gaza Strip by Hamas? No. But it adds to the energy, the vibration of something constructive, something positive. I'm not talking woo-woo, light and love. I'm talking about true physics, energy, because I can feel my energy depleting, going down, 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 down into the darkness. And it's necessary when you're victimized. But as Edith Eager says, don't take up residence there. Stand guard against it. Find ways back to your now what. Victims say why, survivors say now what. If you care about decency, you care about love, you care about peace in the Middle East, you care about good people everywhere, then you must defy the darkness. And you do that in your own way, on your own terms, right? And that's by moving forward. It's not a betrayal to do this, as I said to my son. You're actually serving them by raising your vibration, by getting back into health, by not focusing too much on the darkness. Um, Ray Fines, Ralph Fines, right? I think he goes by Ray Fines. When the filming of um, Schindler's List, he was the Nazi guard who would take target practice on the Jews, and he was playing that role, obviously. And he said, though, that filming went on for so long and he was in that role for so much that he felt himself having a mental break because. You know, when you have to get into character around a Nazi for that long, it wears you down. It takes your its toll. That's what darkness does. So moving forward is an act of service to your loved ones. It's an act of defiance to the darkness. Again, darkness of death, darkness of Hamas. And it's a doing something constructive, taking that energy and not leaving it behind, but repurposing it. So going forward in your life to find your way, your vehicle, your contribution, however you see fit. Moving forward is about living life. Viktor Frankl writes a lot about an idea that was captured in his second book. It wasn't actually a book. It was actually four lectures he gave, but it was turned into a book. 
it's a it's a decent read. It's a better it's better to listen to that one. It's called Say Yes to Life in Spite of Everything. And his thesis, and it's the right thesis, is that when life devastates you, when you go, when you are victimized, no fault of your own, and you go down into that place, and his was an extreme victimization, the Holocaust, but it doesn't matter what it is. When the darkness brings you to your knees, everything in you will say no, will shut down. As I've shared before, even the word no conveys a closing of energy. No. It's the first word a toddler learns to shut it down, to shut you down. No. So you can feel it. In Hebrew, it's lo. And that shutting down of energy, that shutting down of life, I've seen it counseling people who have lost loved ones. Of course, you go into this no mode. You go into shutdown mode, into survival mode. But I've also seen it can go on too long and the darkness can linger and you can keep saying no to life in a thousand ways. In many ways, if you're not careful about this, um, two deaths happen, your loved ones and yours. How many spouses stop living at this moment in time when their the love of their life dies? And I'm not saying that means you need to get remarried. That's up to you. It means you need to, at some point, say yes. Yes is open syllable sound. Yes, ken in Hebrew in every language. It's an open sound. It's a movement. It's not just a, it's not just a word. It's, it's, a, it's a vow. It's a, it's a defiant stand, as Frankel says. Say yes to life. Say yes to living when the time is right. Say yes, not in spite of what you lost, but because of it. You owe it to your spouse to, as I always say, love again, to love more fully, to live more fiercely, to go out into the world, to do double time, because they're not here to carry their fire. That's what carry the fire is. To carry their fire forward doesn't mean you're moving on. It means you're taking all that they stood for and all that you loved about them and all of that love that does not die and you're using it to better yourself, to better your world, to illuminate the darkness for those around you. They want that, they need that of you. Same is true with collective darkness. If you're listening to me and you feel stuck in the darkness like I have been, there is nothing wrong and everything right with moving forward into the unknown. It doesn't mean you leave it behind. It means you repurpose it. It means you hold it near and dear to your heart. It means you take that pain, that suffering, that sorrow, that darkness, and you transform tragedy into triumph somehow in some way. Do not give death a final say. Do not give Hamas a final say. Do not give the haters out there a final say. Do not give in to the hate. Do not give in to the anger. Do not give in to that low vibration that calling out to drag you down, to hold you back, to keep you stuck. Your duty in all of those things is to do to, uh, to defy the darkness by moving forward on your time frame, in your own way, however you see fit, but find that way. Move forward into the unknown. Defy the darkness. Transform tragedy into triumph. Say yes to life. Talk to you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. To learn more about the Defiant Spirit, get more inspirational content, or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit defiantspirit.org.
Until then, take back your power and live your defiant spirit.